What's up, good people? It's your boy Laws, OSS 980, other side of sports. You already know. Uh, I know you listening like, hold on, dog. This is not how the show starts each week. I know, but I had to come on here and first of all, just say thank you. You know, everybody been rocking with us through the years. I wanted to personally extend a thank you and just say how grateful I am for each and every one of y'all. You know, without y'all, this wouldn't even be possible. The growth we've been able to see, you know, it's kind of remarkable. Just when we think about where we first started, some of y'all been rocking with us since day one. Special shout out to y'all, you know, Wes, Van, Jenna, hundreds of other loyal fans and supporters who rock with our content. Y'all know who y'all are. Uh, I do have a favor to ask, though. Uh, This favor will not cost you no bread, don't worry. But if you're listening to the show faithfully each week, could you slide over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel, Other Side of Sports? You know, we close to a big milestone number, and we need your help to get there. Share the content with your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, everybody you think could appreciate, you know, the different topics we get into. Uh, With that said, I appreciate you. It's your boy, Law, signing out. Peace. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back and now tune into the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, yeah. Laws, in the building. It's yeah. me, it's Aaron. We in this joint rocking That's out. Right. You already know. Uh, got a lot of stuff on tap today. Uh, got a question of the day. We're gonna get into it because it's a it's a it's a long one. It's lengthy, so we're gonna get into it off break. All right. Long story short, I met a man for dinner last week. I usually I usually try to FaceTime or even a daytime coffee at Starbucks or Verve Coffee Roasters in in West Hollywood when there are a lot of people around for safety reasons. But this time I took. One look at his joyful pictures and his jet set lifestyle, if I'm being honest, and I thought, what the hell? What could go wrong? Famous last words. He chose the restaurant. It's a fancy place on Melrose, which is great for people watching. It's one of those places that attracts movie industry types and celebrities. So, of course, course they live in California. Uh, The online menu does not list prices. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Well, I could not afford it. The bill came to $600. I fully expected him to pay. He drives a Tesla uh, and wore what appeared to be a custom suit. He probably eats at these places five times a week. He was or is a successful, smartly dressed guy with bundles of confidence and smiles. But oh boy, could he eat and drink. He ordered two glasses of champagne to start. Then we each had a cocktail, followed by the chef's tasting menu and a bottle of wine that we shared. He's a TV producer and probably earns more money in a month than I earn in a year. The bill came to over $600. I put my credit card down, fully expecting him to throw it back at me, but he didn't. We had a pretty good time, especially given the food, which was excellent, and the copious amounts of alcohol we drank. I'm just out of a long-term relationship. Sorry, I'm just out of a long-term engagement, which which lasted three years, and he seemed both interested 
and frankly taken aback by that. My ex was a narcissist and I'm better off without him. We ended up splitting the bill. I cannot believe my eyes. I work in PR, I'm 26. I don't even earn six figures. I'm still reeling from this. As he chose such an expensive restaurant, shouldn't he have to pay? He texts to make sure I got home okay. What should I do if he wants to meet up and go out again? <laughs> no, what'd you say, Earn? Date your wage? <laughs> Date your wage, though. It go both ways, huh? And it's funny because she saw, like she said, she saw the jet set lifestyle. She good, yeah. She, she wanted to be a part of it. It costs. Ain't nothing free to So so this is the thing. He put so the way she phrased it at first made it seem as though he made her pay for him too. No, sir. But in fact, he didn't do that. She put a card out there and they went half. They went Dutch on the demonstration. So oh, he paid for he paid for what he ate and she paid for what she drank and ate. So I don't see a problem. What's the what's the problem? And young is this is a youngest do this all the time. All the they, time. They know they don't want to pay, but they try to get ahead of the internet and say, let me go ahead and put my card out like I want to pay. Or like no. I'm willing to, but I'm expecting this man to be like, nah, I got it. They do it all the time. And it's nothing so, so, like seeing their face when you let them put their card down. <laughs> so, Excuse me. Or you, you know what I mean? Or go ahead. Uh, so, so there's a few things too, because you know, this whole like trying to front for people you don't know, that's problematic too. You couldn't see the prices online because apparently this place is is of a high caliber where that's not an option, right? But as eventually you're gonna get there, you're gonna find out that this is a five, six star restaurant. Like it cost, right? You order something off the menu, you're paying $150 or, or more for that menu item. You you notice know now. That's when you have to take the it's called humility road, Aaron. The jump always like never traffic on humility road, dog, because it's not a lot of bammers who drive on this road. But it's a time <laughs> where you gotta you gotta just say, you know what? Like this is a very nice place. And this is just like, this is beyond my means, honestly. And you know, like I can contribute to the dinner, but if, if I go ahead and like pay for, you know, like it's going to hurt me. So I'm just going to get appetizers or I'm just going to get, you know, a few drinks and, and I'm just going to chill out. And then he may say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Like I got you. It's straight. I'll, I'll cover it. Right. And then you out of the clear. But you try to like put on this front, you put on this mask, you try to be Jim Curry in 1994, and you just went to the table and try to order and lollygagging, and you assume, and you know the saying when what they say when you assume you make a out of me and you. <laughs> so it's just all bad. Sometimes you gotta keep it a hundred. And if you if you not like if if you recognize like look this joint might be pricey, you getting the verdict back that this joint not gonna it's gonna be outside your means. Like then maybe you should suggest another place. And if it comes to like going out again, because clearly 
it sounds like you thirst trapping on the back end. Does it? Does it sound like that to you, Darren? Too. It's trying to get claimed outside of her uh, status. So instead of dealing with the baba down the street that's making the same amount as her, that'll take her to Applebee's or wherever she can afford to go. Mm-hmm. She trying to get you know saved up out of her lifestyle. TV currently. producer, right? And that's just, you not you might not be TV producer material. Cause first of all, any man with with, with bread, bread. Uh-huh. If it's a joint he really want, it's no way he letting her. Uh, it's no way he letting her go half. It's just no way. That's true. But if it's a joint you like, she keep uh... pressing me. Uh, <laughs> I'm bored or the roster looking bad. Let me go ahead. Plus, he, plus this is the thing, too. He know that she goosenecking over his, his suit, the, the, the Tesla. She counting his money like it's hers. And it's like, okay, and I'm going to let you count. <laughs> the thing that really tell you that she this is not her status or her lead, mm-hmm. Tesla don't cost that much. It's a regular Joe Blow. It, it might not be a joint that you can get making 30000 but a Bama living a regular middle-class life, it's a lot of those Bamas driving Teslas. And number two, you can go get a suit for $200 off the rack, get it tailored, and you can't tell the difference between that and the $3,000 suit. So she told me it looked like he got on a custom suit. You can't really tell if a bad would get a tailor like he's supposed to anyway. So it's just she way out of her league with this no, journey. She got on the bus with no money, dog. She <laughs> went to the casino with no bread, thinking they were just going to let her play the games for free. That's not how it works. It ain't how it works. Nothing free. Nothing is free, dog. Nothing. But to is answer free. her question, if the Bama call you back or, or or send you the IM or the or the text and say, hey, let's let's do let's go out again. Say, hey, I want to go out, but you bust my head last time with the restaurant you chose. Let me choose a place this time, and then he's gonna say, okay, I'm cool with that, or don't worry about it. I got it this time. I just wanted to see if you was going if, if that uh. When you feel your card on the table, if it was going to clear or not, if it's going to get the clock. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with saying you ain't got it. I know a dude. It's nothing that, wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. I know a dude that a youngin was trying to get her to, him to take her out to the movies. He told her, I'm about to buy a house. I can't take We can't go to the movies. That's $20. Man, I was like, I, I just can't do it. And it's, it's nothing wrong with it. No shame in it, though. It's no shame in just keeping it a hundred. I mean, nine times out of ten, people gonna understand your situation, and not, and if he really wants you, he gonna none of that's gonna matter, Aaron. Is it? None of that's gonna no, matter if he really, really wants you. Most dudes don't really care about like how much money a young man make. If he have a certain lifestyle, he expects that any woman that's gonna be a part of his life is gonna have the same lifestyle. That's just how men think. Um. So it shouldn't be an issue. Just be honest and stop trying to, and maybe you just not that type of girl that's going to end up with somebody that's riding in on a white horse, living in a castle. Some it's not for everybody. Everybody can't do 360 dunks though. Everybody not going to the league. You might need to go get you a plumber or a, you know, a postal worker. There's nothing wrong with it, but just stay within your means and your looks. <laughs> Because uh, 10's, 10's not going half on uh, $600 uh, lunches. They just not. Nine's even. Yeah. You're right. Ah. Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, Robert Griffin 
was on a broadcast. <laughs> he said, <laughs> this man said, he said, uh, Jigaboos? He, he called said, no, everybody like... who... <laughs> He was referring to all the people who basically doubted what? What was he talking about? Uh, Jalen Hurts Cop. saying he, oh, he should Hurts, be a running yeah. back and all this stuff. Saying, yeah, 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 he yeah, meant yeah. naysayers, but yeah, the Bama said Jigaboos. And they 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 fried him, dog. Because he the number is one he, Jigaboo. That's why it's a He the number one. It's, <laughs> it's the cat calling the kettle black, dog. This Bama here. So, I, I mean. The number one way to tell. If a dude coon chip is overclocked, <laughs> if he got a weak white joint, that's the overclocked coon chip, dog. It's no way around it. It's no way around it. If, a, if I see a bad one with a white joint, she better be bad. Then it's like, oh, I, I can see. You know what I mean? If you got a white five, dog, that's all coon chip. I got five on it. <laughs> dog, coon chip. Dog, I, the thing is, RG three. He, I, I feel like he wants. No, there wasn't a Batman called him a cornball brother. Uh, Rob Parker, got, Rob got Parker, dog, for nothing. He was right the whole time. <laughs> he was right the whole time, though. I, I mean, RG three, he gonna be fine. You slander black people. That's a, that's a racially insensitive term for black people but so you you go you you're not gonna lose your job don't worry don't worry um so i mean yeah that that's that uh that word doesn't even like how is that word in the front of his mind though like i haven't even thought or heard the word jigaboo and i don't know how long gotta be 20 plus years though yeah I, you on national tv and the word to just pop up is Jigaboo? Yeah, that jump. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's wild. He, 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 yeah, he a wild boy, dog. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. Um. So we got uh, can we talk about the Wizards real quick, man? I I'm trying to get West unsell like the benefit of the doubt, but I cannot. The, the coaching decisions are egregious. Denny Abdia is a mediocre, mid-tier basketball player. Why is he on the floor every night 30 minutes? How is he on the floor 30 minutes and he's averaging under double digits, though? I don't care about the last three games. The Batman is inconsistent. He can't. He's not a knockdown shooter. He's not a a, a a stopping defender. He's not all even these a people C they, defender. All these Bamas they have him guarding, put him in the mix. They're all averaging 30, dog. Every Bama he's guarded has gotten over 30 points. So I don't know where this narrative that he's this lockdown defender is coming from because all these Bamas he's checking, all he does is foul and let him score 30 plus. You cannot win when your opponent, don't give me this, well, he's guarding the best players in the league. Dog, they're going for career nights versus this Bama. So I don't know where this lockdown defender narrative is coming from because it's not real. It's made up. 
I'm sorry, dog. I have nothing against Denny Avdia other than the fact that he's not capable and he gets all these minutes. That's it. If he cook, I'd be championing him, dog. He's okay. He's not great. He's not trash. He's okay. But okay doesn't win you basketball games when you need players to be playing. Like, he gets exposed every night. I'm tired of it. And West Unsell, dog, these substitutions and stuff you're doing, it just is looking real Scott Brooks's. It's looking real Scott Brooks's. And you know what we did to Scott Brooks? We got him out of here. Yes, us. Because nobody, everybody go, oh, young Scott Brooks. Whoa, whoa. It took him five years to see what we saw in 10 minutes. Can't coach, never could. You got Wes, prime Westbrook, prime Durant on the floor, and he getting credit for coaching. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand what's going on with the team. It's not a lack of talent. You have talent. More talent than most teams in the NBA. They're losing the teams with with less talent than them on a nightly basis now. You losing the backups. That's unacceptable. And it's the second year in a row where they start out relatively hot and then it all implodes within three weeks of the season. Not three weeks, but like a third of the season. So at some point, it's starting to look like a pattern and we got to figure out what the hell is going on. Does he have the autonomy to make the substitutions <clears throat> or is the general manager in his ear saying, hey, the owner wants us to feature Denny. This is a good market employee or... You know what I mean? Because it seems like they're more intent. We talked about them trying to build an international uh, United Nations team versus a basketball team. They want to go get guys from here and here and here and put them together and make it seem like it's this this thing that it's not. Because you got guys that are capable on the floor. Like you said, there's plenty of talent. Like Jordan Goodwin that they didn't even know they had if it wasn't for injuries. Who on a nightly basis when he gets an opportunity, he's going out. He He's a lockdown defender, but I don't hear that narrative being... Uh, circulated in the media the way that they slurp up Denny. Jordan Goodwin's probably the best defender on the team. He's under control. That's He's the fact. best point guard on the team. He's better than Monte Morris. But because they started out with the decision to start Monte Morris, they just stick with these bad decisions versus having updated information and saying, hey, I think we need to go with Jordan Goodwin. This is the start of that. He looks better than Monte Morris in, in any point of Monte Morris' career ever. Ever, though, when he when we got Monte Morris and we brought him to this team, me and you had a discussion, and we both said, "Dog, you cannot sell me that this Batman's going to be the guy to help bring your team to the next level when he's averaging six points and four assists at the point guard position." No way you can convince me that this Batman is going to be the, the game changing point guard that you need to help elevate this team to the next level. So. All we're saying is what he was and what he is. He does not need to be a starting point guard on a basketball team. Jordan Goodwin, I mean, thanks to health issues that Monty Morris has been dealing with and some of the guards on our team, we're seeing, you know, Jordan Goodwin. Though he looks like a viable uh, contributing NBA point guard for this team. And granted, like, 
I don't think they should take the training wheels off and just let him go. I feel like as he's getting his confidence level up, he plays better. He does all the little things. He hits the glass. He defends well against other guards in the league. He defends without filing, something that Denny does not do. He he can score the bucket. He's not thirsting for shots. He He's selective of his opportunities where he's aggressive and he goes to the lane. Like, he makes good passes. He gets the, 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 the star players involved. There was several plays that I saw him just, you know, actively make moves to get Kuzma the ball, to get... Uh, um, Porzingis, Porzingis the ball like that's what you want from your point guard and he can create his own shot if need be and he can draw fouls I mean the dude has been 20 times over what I anybody would have expected from him and at this point he deserves a contract like and the Monte Morris experiment is over it's over I've seen all that I need to see. He's inconsistent shooting. He cannot hit wide open shots. He turns, well, for the first, I would say first quarter of the season, he wasn't turning the ball over. So I was like, oh, well, he's not really hurting you. But, you know, he's not really helping you either. Now he's hurting you when he's turning the ball over. And he's thirsting for shots to try to prove that he has value. That's always problematic. When a Batman got to prove that they got value, it's like, Come on, man. It's Jonas bad. And, like, I don't want to hear about injuries. And, oh, Bradley Bill, your best player is not on this. I don't care. Listen, Aaron, you know I'm from the old school, bro. And the old school philosophy is it doesn't matter. You get the job done no matter what. I played on basketball teams where we had four Batmans on the roster, dog. One Batman on the, on, was on the floor. He was a complete liability. So we were playing four on five in most basketball games. That did not give us any excuse to lose. Didn't matter. Did the Batman, every time he touched the ball, he was a walking turnover. And D can attack. I'm st- D not here, but if D was here, he better tell you that's all facts. And do you think I went out on the floor and was like, like, dog, I mean, yeah, we really don't have, like, you know, we only got four Bamas and we up against five. You know, this Bama turned the ball over and that. Doesn't matter. You still got the objective in front of you. You got to figure out how to get it done. And it seems that whatever inflated air was in this team, it started to fizzle out of that jump. When you got players like Kuzma putting their foot on the gas and going, you know what I'm saying, Balls to the wall, trying to get buckets and doing everything. Pause. Trying to get everything that they can get every time that they on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Giving they all. And then you sabotaging them with these these backdoor moves for these Batmans who, who aren't capable. It's frustrating, Aaron. It's frustrating. It, it is. And the thing that's funny is when you sit at the games, you can tell the teammates know. Like, the team knows that Diddy's getting more minutes and opportunity than he should be with the mistakes that he's constantly making every game, constantly fouling when he doesn't have to, being in the wrong position, doubling when he shouldn't. It's like, it's constantly mistakes. It's like teaching moments every game where it's like this, this team is going out of their way to try to develop him when we've never seen this be the case for the team in the past 10 years. They constantly drafting small forwards and, and drafting these young guys and then they never develop them because they're not old enough. They just don't get the minutes. And it just seems strange that they have this guy that seems less talented than a lot of the other guys or less ready, but they're like forcing him on onto the floor. 
And then we've seen certain times where the coach is just like, like, I can't put him on the floor in this clutch situation down the stretch. And you see them bring the game home with other guys and you wonder whose decision is it as far as the minutes go? Like, is the coach genuinely deciding that he wants to try to force Denny out there or is that coming from above his head? Because it seems like in certain situations in the clutch, he's pulling him off the floor. And then other games, you're seeing him leave him on the floor and it's it's cost him at least four or five games that I've seen just forcing the fact that let him have those minutes in the fourth quarter. I've seen it at least four or five times myself this season. And they've only played, what, 30 games? If maybe not that. And at this at this rate, the Wizards are looking like they're not a playoff team. Like they will not sniff the playoffs. We're gonna be picking high in the draft again. Dog, it doesn't even matter where we're picking in the draft because at the end of the year, they're gonna try to win these late games and make this late game run push just only to be picking in commander's fashion, the bottom of the barrel, 9, 10, 11, 12 which they have no success doing. You got a guy on your roster, he not even seeing the floor. Johnny Davis is that sorry? You got a new dude that they just plucked off of the off of the go-go and brought him up. That's like 5 9 5 10, some guard that they brought up. I'm like, why is he getting elevated up and Johnny Davis is he really that some trash? So you mean to tell me for this again? We hear again with your evaluators that don't have the ability to evaluate players and know which guys who who going to excel versus who can't who can't bust a great. Though so it's getting it's it's at the point where I'm like, they got to clear the building. We always talking about Dan and the Commanders. The Wizards have to clear the building. We don't want anybody's son, anybody's nephew from 1978. No, clear the building. Bring in a new GM, let him hire a coach, let him hire his own uh, uh, scouts. They got to clear the build. There's too much nepotism going on. I appreciate that, you know, Abe Poland, when he was the owner, showed love to guys that were, you know, throwbacks on the team and people that were in the community. A lot of black people, I appreciate all of that. But this is not working from a functional basketball standpoint. You got guys like Sam Cassell, and we assume, oh, we thought he was getting a job this time. And there's always something like, why... Why are they keep pivoting away? <laughs> Excuse me. From what seems to be the obvious answer. Why do they pivot away from that? And it seems like a control thing. When you see who the assistant coaches are talking in the media and stuff. And I'm like, why would the players listen to this guy or that guy? These people, they, they keep don't. putting in the forefront. And it's like, they, oh, I get it. They hire what's unsale junior because they know they can control the minutes of the players. They can control his staff who's the face of, you know, the assistant coaches and who's and what power uh, dynamics going on and probably got ears in the locker room so they can control so many things where Sam Cassell would have said, close those doors, shut the hell up, mind your business. I'm going to decide who plays in how many minutes, who's ready. We'll work on the development. And it just seems like that, it just seems like so many politics going on in that building. They just... They're going to have to clear house, I think. Because you can't blame Montrezl Harrell no more. Last year, it was Montrezl Harrell. And, you know, it's always somebody else. And then when they leave, it's the same story. It's so clear that they're playing politics with this roster. It's so clear. One of the, the other night, uh, Porzingis probably had a career night. These Batman's lost. You cannot get the output from your star players like you're getting 
and then catch L's, dog. Anybody on any other team, Bama Durant go for 40, it's a W. It's a W. You cannot have Porzingis go for 40 or Kuzma go for 40 and y'all lose, dog. And I don't want to hear about Bradley Bill because when y'all did, y'all lose with him too. So it, it just ain't one player. It's somebody, it's the coach doesn't, they don't have, this is what I, this is one of the coaching because, you know, sometimes you just go on a tangent and we'll just be like complaining about this. The team lacks situational awareness. How about that? Cause, cause you know, you know, Beth, oh y'all know what y'all talking about. Y'all just making stuff up, like, like, dog, look at the numbers. They lack situational awareness. When they're up in games, right? They take the foot off the gas. The other team makes a run, and then they they start jacking threes to try to get back in it. That's not how you get back in games when you give up leads. You get back and attacking the cup, being aggressive attacking. You get in slowly but surely. You don't get it all back just in. This team has is undisciplined. There's games where they have leads, and guess what, Aaron? You know what happened to lead in the fourth quarter? That don't dissipate into the air. You be like, dog, how these Bambas was up 22, and now they only up three versus the versus the the Pacers and regular team. Like, it, they don't. There's nobody there to be like, hey, timeout. Listen, y'all are getting undisciplined. Y'all jacking shots. Y'all not thinking about the long term. Let's let's work the ball around. Let's get the ball inside. Let's do this. Let's exploit this weakness. That's you know a lack of a point guard as well. Because Monte Morris is out there and he barely know what he's doing. Can't guard anybody. Can't lead anybody because he it's hard to lead a team when you're not being productive. So if they look at you and like, you a bum, how you gonna tell me to do something? And it looks like there's also a disjointed concept of what's going on on the floor at any given time. Like you can see Kuzma's like, I'm in a rhythm. I'm trying to do this. And then you see Monte Morris looking him off and going away. And he wants to do, it's like, they don't even seem to be on the same page. And that starts with coaching and then goes directly to the point guard, to the rest of the team. And it seems like the fact that the coach doesn't seem to have control of the locker room or what's going on on the uh, court. And the point guard doesn't seem to be uh, talented enough to make a difference one way or the other. It's just everybody for himself at that point. Yeah, and the only that, thing consistent that, with the team is Kuzma. I mean, uh, Porzingis going to get 20. That's the only thing we know. And then he's going to get four fouls probably by the third quarter. Other than that, that's the only thing we know. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, Brittany Griner is home, Aaron. For who? Victor, the, the merchant, merchant of death boat. This Bama might be the most racist Bama. I see why they had him locked up, though. That Bama racist. He went on Russia TV talking about, like, <laughs> talking like he Trump. <laughs> oh, I that Bama is, yeah, he OC, though. He OC. I, yeah, he OC for real. Uh, what was he saying? Dog, everything Trump say, like, the January 6th, he was like basically saying that that jump, people people were being mistreated, that the, like the whites here are being uh, discriminated against, and it's reverse racism in America. All, they all to of team that. Up with the maggots. Oh yeah. You yeah. already know, dog. That Bama got the mustache to know tell you who he with, dog. My you engineer got that with. mustache. He looked exactly like the Bama. <laughs> <laughs> dog. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you know, she home. Was it an even trade? Not even close, dog. Not even close. Did 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 Biden have to get her home? Wasn't it like the day before the uh, the runoff in Georgia? I don't I don't know. I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, is it? You know, when it comes uh, to that, I, I think I think Biden has done so little for black people since he got in there. He looking for little you know little crumbs little that he trinkets. can kind of hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> little trinkets basically to be able to say, hey, I did this, I did that. And yeah. you know, anytime you do a white a white guy does anything for a black woman, black straight men can't say anything about it because then we become you know, self-hate and all this other stuff. So he, he, he they all aware of that. So they say, let's throw him this little trinket like you said and just get out of here. Y'all, uh, student Don't loans it. paid off yet? Nah, these Bama's is see, dirty, little dog. scammer, you know what I mean? So he ain't done nothing he's supposed to do. Hey, said, no, it's, it's easy. Bama's, go ahead, go ahead and give him King Vaughn, they, they version of King Vaughn back. And we gonna go ahead and give, <laughs> uh, get back Brittany Grider. Call it a day. <laughs> Dog, they left the other Bama over there. The Talking about they gonna exhaust every every option to get him back. No, that's done. That's done. That's dead. I, I just, yeah, they wildin', bro. They wildin'. I mean, oh yeah, that jump. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Um, did you watch first take the other day? Um I mean, I'm sorry. What is what is the jump with Shannon and Skip? Uh, sh- that jump, uh, uh, it's not first take. It's undisputed. Undisputed, yeah. They was beefing on the jump, huh? It's nothing it's- like, like <laughs> no matter how liberal a white person pretends to be, if you get them pissed off enough, they gonna default <laughs> and go right back. <laughs> to where you expect him to be, though. If Amazon start taking a little personal shots and jazz because he's losing the argument, know. and when they get frustrated, the job of like managing the things that come out of their mouth or how or how they acting, like they apologize later, but in the moment you get to see like who they really are, and you could tell Shannon was so disappointed and like blown, and he wanted to kind of knock the Bama out, but with all the cooning right? he do yeah. right, he's still yeah. beholden to the Bama, so it's like. He kind of put him between a rock and a hard place, Paul. So it's just, dog, it was it, it was tough to watch. But, dog, when you sign up for uh, stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Dog, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was attacking the Bama, saying he'll never be anything close to what Tom Brady is. Tom Brady's the GOAT, and that's it. And you, you're just, just some guy who played in the league. What kind of house coon you got to be to where you're not even allowed to criticize his favorite player's performance because Brady was trash. Trash. Ass he's been, on Sunday. He's been, ba- he's been bad this, this whole year. Yeah. And you can't even criticize it because the person you want to show it will take you to task personally. You for already criticizing know. it. That's crazy. No, but the thing is, Shannon too let him let him let him pass. Cause he was like, he started to go there. He was like, you haven't even played sports. Like, what are you talking about? He He's like, I'm a Hall of Famer. Like, bro, you got to... like, you're all right, but you'll never be... And I'm like, you've been letting this from a Bama who averaged 1.1 points in high school? You let this Bama talk to you like this? This Bama... 
got a toupee on half the time. You gonna let him sit up there and slander you on national TV? You from the country? Put your glasses back on, boy. <laughs> he might as well have threw the boy in it. Told that baby to put his glasses back on. Oh, and that's the thing too. He was talking greasy because he know at the end of the day, no hands will get put nothing. on him. And then Shannon went right back to work the, the next day. He apologized offline. I, you know, I, I just got a little, little animated for the cameras. You already know. You know, it'll, it'll sell. So, don't but if you get OC it. on camera, apologize on camera. I wouldn't accept the joint. I'm like, nah, you need to do that on camera. You got people already calling me a coon for my Kyrie comments. Didn't they watch a massa or the overseer do this on national <laughs> TV? Dog, can't get a free. <laughs> oh, that jump was. I was like, bro, you got come on. Yeah, you just gotta get up out of your seat and just walk over there. He gonna do the rest for you, cause you know what they going. You know, know what he gonna do. <laughs> Ball up I, in the field. I, I, I relax. Yeah, he not, he not gonna square up with you. He not gonna square up. So he gonna just fall in the shit, and they be like, "Yeah, that's my that's right." No, I, I I just can't believe he was talking to Shannon like that. That's supposed to be his man. But he probably just got tired of having to talk about race relations in America every single day and how racism is better on. than every 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 aspect of our society, including sports. In every sport, there's racism at, at, in, in the heart of it. Um, and part of that, too, you know, because quiet is kept. Tom Brady, apparently there's a report that came out this week that Tom Brady, when the game plan is finished by Todd Bowles, and uh, Byron Leftwich, that the game day or the night before, this Bama tweaked the whole game plan and then presented to the team the next day on game days, and nobody has a clue that he done switched up the game plan. If this was Kyler Murray or any other person, they would be talking about how terrible, how terrible he is as a leader, how he's trying to undercut the uh, authority of the coaches and all this other stuff. It would be look. It don't matter what level player it was. It could be Lamar Jack. Anybody. Nobody wouldn't care. But because he's had success previously in his career, it's supposed to exempt him from being a part of the team. If you want to be solo, go play tennis. Go play golf. You're a part of a team. And then also the way he's undercutting black coaches, offensive coordinator and head coach. It's just to me, it's ridiculous. And he's not being held accountable as they never are. Um, it's always different when it's them. So. He might cost cost Byron Leftwich a job. He, Byron's not getting a job anymore, which is unfortunate because they they jerked him on the Jacksonville trade last year and gave it to Peterson. Um, and, and his stock is not hot anymore. It's probably as cold as it's ever been. So it, it looks like he' about to be quarterback coach or maybe coordinator somewhere else. But he's not getting a head coaching job this offseason. Hmm. Say, uh. On our games for this week, I, I, I got it. I still ain't get to the calculations. It was it was a busy week. I'm gonna go ahead and calculate them up. But for the games this week, so next week I'll have both the totals for from last week and this week together. Um, San Francisco Thursday night, San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. This is the start of the NFL fantasy playoffs for a lot of people all across the nation. So you got San Francisco at Seattle. Uh, Seattle is 
underdogs at home plus three and a half. San Francisco and Birdie Man is a uh, who played very well. Um, they said Debo's out for the next three weeks or so, potentially. So, who you got? San Francisco, they mud hole the uh, the Buccaneers, who I just never really thought was that good to be to be honest with you. Um, who you got in this one? I definitely got the over, but I'm gonna go San Fran. Yeah, I'm going with San Fran, too. I'm going with San Fran, too. All right, we got Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, This is a 1 o'clock game. Uh, What day is this? That's So this is Saturday. So we got Saturday games this week, Aaron. Colts at Minnesota. Minnesota's favorite, minus five. One o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go Vikings. They should destroy the Colts. The Colts are bad. Um, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts, plus the five. All right. You got the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland... 0-2 since Deshaun has come back. And, and yes, the schedule has been brutal, but it just is what it is. Um, Baltimore Ravens, they won a squeaker versus the Steelers last week. Uh, Tyler Huntley got injured in the game. Um, I'm not sure if Lamar Jackson will be available for this one. Uh, Cleveland's favorite minus three. Divisional matchup, I'm going with Baltimore. I'm going to go Cleveland. Okay. All right. Uh, 8-15 game on Saturday is Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Miami coming off of a loss. To the Chargers. Um, Buffalo is favorite minus seven and a half. That's a large spread. Miami. Who you got? You said you said the spread is what? Seven and a half in favor of Buffalo. Give me Miami. I'm going to go with. Buffalo minus the seven and a half. Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are favored minus three and a half. Uh, Desmond Ritter will be starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. This is a divisional matchup. Uh, who you got? Falcons. I'm going with New Orleans. Okay. Then we have the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. Detroit is favored minus one. First, the Jets. Jets are at home. Detroit has been on the run. Who are you going with? Detroit. Uh, 
we are unanimous going with Detroit as well. All right. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans. Texans are underdogs at home plus 14. They were underdogs last week. They played the team tough. Almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. Not this week. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Uh, Then you have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Chicago Bears. Uh, Philly's favorite minus eight and a half, but it's in Chicago. Chicago coming off the bye week. Uh, I'm going with I'm going with I'm going with Philly. Philly. It's too it's too hard for me to pick Chicago in this situation. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are favored minus two and a half at home. Uh, Wilkes has done a good job with the Carolina Panthers. They've looked competitive out here. He won't get the um, job. He won't get it even with that. Uh, they have they uh, Pittsburgh had to go to Mitchell Trubisky because uh, of injury to to um, what's his name, Aaron? The quarterback for Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. Pickett. I don't know if the seriousness of that that injury, uh, if it will cost him another another week. I'm still gonna go Steelers. Uh, you're gonna go with the Steelers, and I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. All right. Then we have the Dallas Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys are favorite minus six. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys minus the six. Against who? The Jaguars. I like the Cowboys. Okay. Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. It is a minus one in favor of Denver. So essentially a pick them. Um, I'm going to go with Denver. Against who? The Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray. Uh, McCoy, hell. Oh, Denver's ass. And so is tough. Uh, I'm going to go Cardinals. Okay. Going Denver. All right, New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. New England's favorite minus one. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders. What? I'm going Raiders. I'm going with... I take that back. I'm going with the New England Patriots. I cannot. What did I say? I'm never. Yeah, I gotta stick with my guns. I'm going with the New England Patriots. Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favorite minus three. Um, Tennessee laid an egg. I don't. 
this one's tough. But I'm going to go with the I'm gonna go with the Chargers in this one. Minus the three. Chargers. All right. Unanimous. Uh late game, Cincinnati Bagels at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cincinnati's favorite only three and a half points. That one got flex. You said late? Sunday no, night? no, 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 no. It's not uh, Sunday night. It's just late window. 425. Give me the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals as well. Then we have the the late Sunday night game. This is why I was saying it was flex. Because this is the real flex game. The New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. Washington is favored minus, get this, Aaron, four and a half points. Danny Dimes done. He done. I've been picking Washington all season. This the one you need. They not four and a half point favorite. They not. And this game is in Washington, right? It's in Washington. Prime time. Prime time. Which they've done. They've done, hold on. Let's just say this. In recent memory and history, recent, I'll say post this Kirk year, post Kirk Cousins, they've done really well in primetime, actually. They beat the Eagles in primetime. They had a, a really good playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in primetime. They've had some some pretty good showings in primetime. I mean, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. You still have Taylor Heineke behind center, so... I mean, so this is, I don't think they're four and a half point favorites, but I think that they could end up blowing out the Giants if everything goes right. Because Daniel Jones is trash, though. It's, I'm going to go, go with it. I'm going to stick to the script. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to stick to the script as well. I'm going with the New York Giants to cover. All right. And then Monday night, you have the LA Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored minus seven and a half coming off the bye. Packers not good enough to be favored like that. Uh, give me the, uh, I'm going to go Rams to cover. Uh, I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Packers on this one. Minus the seven and a half. Okay. And those are our games for the week. The week. Follow us at OSS980 at Other Side of Sports. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you have a question that you want us to answer, you can send it to me at OSS980. Uh, we out. Shout out to Wes Buffy. Shout out to Kicking It With G-Man. Shout out to Lange Radio. Shout out to Jenna Garcia. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Uh, and we out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that do feel? Not. How does that do feel? Do